Hey everybody, I'm Julia. I'm Miranda. And we're here to do one thing. Put the P in raspberry. And just like the P in raspberry, everything we're about to say is completely pointless. Every week, Julia and I will give our unwanted opinions on all things pop culture. Because what the world needs now more than ever is another flamboyantly beguiling duo with a podcast that contributes absolutely nothing to society. Enjoy. Enjoy. And you know what? 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 Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Pea in Raspberry. I just need to first say before we get into anything else, this episode is for Jules lovers and Jules lovers only. Correct. If you hate Jules Vaughn, please turn this off. Thank you so much. I am joined by my beautiful co-host, Julia, also known as Jules. So also, also another Jules. If you hate this Jules, actually go away. <laughs> This week, we're going to be discussing, finally, after months of processing the season, Euphoria Season 2. And, I mean, Julia, what are your, like, just in, like, one or two words, what are your thoughts about this season? One or two words. My thoughts are, (laughs) were, okay, wait, it's three words. Okay. Were in trouble. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I was trying to think about what even happened at the end. Because I was going to say at first something about Rue. But I'm like, where did they even leave my girl? Kind of unknown. So I think the answer is just we're in trouble. Yeah. I'm thinking about Fez. I'm thinking about Ashtray. I mean, we'll get to this later. But we're in trouble. Eastland High, which I still don't understand why they would name it that, is in trouble. <laughs> they are in trouble. So what we're going to do first, I think, is go through each of the characters discuss their storyline for this season, how we feel about it. Because for me, my couple of words would be like bad character development or something. Mm-hmm. Some of this, I'm not a fan. Is there a character that you want to start with, Julia? Sure. Well, I think let's start with, maybe we should start with kind of the least surprising. Like, let's just dive right into Rue because I think okay. it makes sense first to talk about the characters that Number one are like the main characters, like they've always been talked about most when discussing the show. And then we can jump into later the characters that, you know, had a lot more lines than usual, had more screen time than we expected and what that meant for the show. You know, it's interesting because you say bad characters, and Miranda and I are going to discuss. So like, we're first going to discuss sort of the characters and then we're going to discuss the show itself. And Mm -hmm. so we'll touch upon this later. But I really, I mean, as much as I do study television and film... I'm a bad critic of things, as you guys all know. And you guys know whenever there's a Zendaya project, a Tom project, a Timothy project, I come on here and I'm like, I'm not kidding. I would lay down and die for one (laughs) DVD copy of this. Like, I'm not a good critic because it's hard for me. I don't know. It's hard for me to see how something that was like approved by probably thousands of people and was given such a big budget and everything could be like bad. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's still way above what I could produce, for example. but I don't really... But season two was one of my first times I've really watched a show. And even if I didn't have Twitter, even if I didn't have anyone saying anything to me, I genuinely was like, wait, why would they make these decisions? I know. Like, I was genuinely frustrated. Like, you know all those Game of Thrones lovers? Mm -hmm. Oh, they ruined it with the last season, blah, blah. Yeah. I always say to my friends, I'm like, "Mm, if I watch Game of Thrones, I bet... My dumb ass wouldn't even realize it was like ruined. Everyone's like, no, you would realize, you would realize. 
with Euphoria, I really, like, I would tweet something that I would think is going to be a really unpopular opinion and people would hate me for and get, like, a bunch of likes. Yeah. And it would literally be me being like, I don't really understand why this season was made, which I feel terrible saying because, you know, Zendaya put so much thought and effort and love and energy into this show. And I think it's not even up for debate that Zendaya is queen euphoria. I don't even know how to, I mean, at this point, Zendaya's reinvented the wheel with her portrayal of Rubenna on Mm -hmm. Euphoria. And Euphoria as a whole, my teacher the other day referred to the new era of HBO as the Euphoria years, which is insane for it to be like marked that way. It's such a big show. And I'm just upset. So let's dive right into the characters. Well, I'm going to start with my favorite, Ms. Ruru. I, okay. I mean, I feel like we can agree that what Sam Levinson writes best is stuff about addiction with Rue. Yes. Yeah. And I think her, like, development in the path of, like, where her addiction goes was really well done. The episode, I mean, we just need to talk about episode five, which is centered on Rue and is that episode where she's running around like crazy trying to run away from her family after they find out that um she was doing drugs regularly again and the cops and I mean I think that episode was really well done I think it really portrays like a rock bottom yeah and it was like scary like when she's at Lori's like that so you know really makes you feel like scared and stressed for her And then also the episode after when, you know, she's having to make amends a little bit and struggling with uh, withdrawal and all of that. Like, Jesus Christ, Zendaya, good for you for acting that so well. Like, my God. Yeah, no, you're right. I think the strongest part of the show will, because, you know, I think season two for me up until episode five was really quite disappointing. And I was like, what's going on? Why have we turned this into... Yeah. Like a high school, after school program of classic girl cheating on another girl's boy. Like, you know, just very frustrating. And episode five really brought us back to what the show's about. And Mm -hmm. like you said, then when it showed her withdrawals and stuff the next episode, like it was just so strong. And I was brought right back to like why I like the show to begin with. And that's because it really offers up like portrayals and storylines that you don't get elsewhere. Yeah. And I really, like, as much as I love Zendaya, when I watch those scenes, you know, riddled with addiction or withdrawal or whatever it may be, I genuinely, I'm no longer in it for her. Like, I'm genuinely Mm -hmm. just so invested. It's such a beautiful but heartbreaking portrayal. Like, I just, I no longer have any connection to the fact that it's an actress I happen to like. Like, I really just think it's such a beautiful show. Whereas a lot of the other episodes this season, I think I was a little, okay. So we have Rue. Well, Rue is... I'm not done talking about Rue if you're going to move on. I'm not either. Okay, I'll continue, awesome. okay? Well, I was just going to say, I don't know if you were going to say something else that you want to finish, but I was just going to go, I, I need to talk about Rue's relationships, and especially Mr. Elliot. hmm I, well, actually, I would just like to say, Zendaya said in multiple interviews where she's like, yeah, Sam brought up this Elliot character, and I was like, hold on a second, like, he's getting in between, Rue and Jules, what is he doing? And then in every interview, she's like, but in the end, like, I see why it was necessary. I simply do not see why it was necessary. (laughs) I simply do not see why it was necessary to bring a man into this queer relationship. I feel like if you wanted to talk about, like, Jules 
like sort of I don't want to say dependence, but like that toxic thing of like women feeling like they need validation from men, which Jules obviously struggles with, especially yeah. in the first season. Like if you wanted to talk about that, I feel like you could have done that in a very different way. And you didn't need to have Jules sleep with Elliot. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not talking about Rue anymore, but I'm upset. I just don't understand. I think I get like bringing in a friend who's also an addict to like bring Rue back right. That's, to, yeah. like, you know, doing drugs regularly. But like, other than that, I simply don't understand. I think it would have made a lot more sense if he was just in that first episode mm. and he was just a random cameo of, oh, look, it's easy for Rue to be like persuaded again back into these bad habits. And then, yeah, maybe if he made one more appearance of like him doing drugs with Rue or something and Jules being like, what the hell? But like, it also, uh, okay, I understand the, the whole point of Euphoria and shows like it are that the characters aren't perfect. Yeah. Obviously, the main character is a drug addicted teenager that has like ruined a lot of relationships and blah, blah, blah. Like they all have made crazy mistakes. They're all growing, learning, whatever. I understand that, like, I'm not saying, like, make Jules' character this perfect being, because I get it, like, they're all supposed to be, like, somewhat bad. But at the same time, the way that, like, stupid people on, like, TikTok are, like, me remembering, like, Jules cheated on Rue, like, I know. I know. Like, why do we have to give them that turmoil? Like, why? Why would you give them that fuel? And, like, once again, if you wanted her to cheat, like, she could have, like, gone to a club and, like, cheat it with a random person or something. Like, I just don't Mm -hmm. understand the character of Elliot. And, like, I think it actually is interesting to explore the fact that Jules wants, like, this male validation. Like, I think that is actually interesting. And especially if Hunter had a say in things, I think that'd be really interesting to explore. But the Elliot thing, also, I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. But the ending, Mm. the last episode, where (laughs) Elliot actually sang a song for three for minutes. ten minutes. The longest, like, on-screen song I've ever seen in a fictional show ever. Yeah. And Jules was not in it. Yeah. Like, straight up her face, like, flashed on screen once. That's why, why I'm wondering if there was some sort of contract between Dominic Fike and HBO. Like, something must have been going mm. on there then because there's no... I'm sorry, even Zendaya, there's no way she was like, oh... Yeah, we we need him to sing for longer. Like, I'm actually confused by Sunday. I'm like, babe, wh- what brainwashing mm-hmm. is happening on the Euphoria set? I don't know. But you think it was her? I don't think it was. I'm saying there's no way she was like, oh my God, he needs a really long solo. Yeah, I don't think that was her. But I think like, it's just like Dominic Fike promo. I don't know about that. I don't I don't know about that I think, theory. Okay, I'm I sorry. It's just Miranda, I don't think there's any world in which like the creators of Euphoria were like, Dominic, Dominic, we need you to sing an original song and make it, like, as long as... We're just going to keep the camera on your face. You're perfect. You're amazing. I don't think so. I think yeah, there's some Yeah, making sort of it as long as possible, I don't know what the reasoning behind that was because simply why. But, I mean, like, he wrote that song with Zendaya and made it with Labyrinth, so there was some type of, like, collaboration effort. Yeah, I guess maybe they were just like, oh, another singer in it. People are going to want more music or something. I don't know. Weird. I don't know. Anyways, okay, so that's Rue, basically. That's, that's Rue and, like, Rue, six others basically. that we've mentioned. We didn't really get into everything, but, like, who has the time? I mean, I'll say, we'll just say, like, quickly, her ending. I was glad that they did at least some type of hopeful ending-ish. Yeah. 
where she's clean and ends with the most beautiful song ever. So that's good, but I I don't really know where they're going to go with season three. Towards the end, I was very happy because we really, I feel like the last like two episodes just got a beautiful, clean Rue mm-hmm. that was smiling, looked good. Making amends with Lexi. Making amends. I also, I do wonder if the ending is a little bit, if they made it like that. I think both the ending of season one and two is a little bit like, in case they weren't renewed for another season. Right. You know, so I think that's why this ending was so, I don't want to say nothing, but it was so. But it's like ambiguous. Yeah, because, I mean, the season one ending, there was a big debate of, oh my God, did she relapse or not? Whereas this ending, I don't really have like, it's not like there's one big question. It's just sort of like, okay, it's nice. Yeah. So that was good. So let's move on to, I don't know. I guess we can't really go through every single character. We need to talk to them about them a little more as like a collective, I think. Mm-hmm. Unless we want it to be a 4 0 podcast, which I can do, just not today. Well, we can just talk about Jules now since we already did mention a lot of her story. Basically the entirety of her story since she was basically not in this season. <sighs> what I feel like is they did these beautiful beautiful bridge episodes where we learned a lot more about Rue and Jules and then we lost all of that especially with Jules I think with this season I think with this <laughs> season there was such an obsession and attempt to make the show more mainstream than it actually should be and originally was so I think you have the bridge episodes, which are very not mainstream. I know so many people. The other day, my friend told me she doesn't know a single person who enjoys the Rue bridge episode. Like, Ugh. straight up was like, I don't know anybody who would willingly watch that. Like, it's obviously those two bridge episodes are not made for dunces. Like, they're not mainstream. They're actually very deep, intellectual, interesting episodes. Specifically, Jules is because Hunter helped write it. And so I think with season two, they were like, wait, we can't do episodes like this though for eight episodes straight we can have like one in episode five that's like a little artsier but for the most part let's make it about these two girls fighting because they both want to have sex with jacob b lordi because that's more mainstream and that's more relatable and you can make more memes out of that and blah 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 and that to me i think ruined and i think that's why jules didn't lend herself to the story as much because yeah a trans woman having all these complications and questions and thoughts and feelings and frustrations and going to therapy is not this mainstream concept that these stupid idiots in my class want to watch. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm in so many, because like I said, I'm in so many TV and film classes. So we talk about all the time, we had all these classes on HBO and we were talking about streaming services the other day. And these girls in my class were like, Netflix makes such bad shows, but like, I can't look away. This other girl actually goes, Lately, I've been watching the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Oh, my God. As if it's a TV show. Like, she said it as if that she was saying that's her current, like, binge. Oh, my God. I was like, what? Like, they just are genuinely, like, stupid. Whereas, like, yeah, I'm sorry. Just, like, Jules' Bridge episode is, like, genuinely one of the best pieces of TV I have ever seen. And even knowing that Hunter had such a big say in that and wrote that is, number one, I'm so impressed because that means she's just so talented in so many ways. But also it makes me even happier because it shows that, like, the trans representation and everything her character was, like, saying and doing is, like, real. And, like, it's not some middle-aged white man writing this. Like, 
it's Hunter Schaefer, like that, whatever. Sorry, I'm going too far. But I think they just tried to, they made it way too mainstream. And like, yeah, maybe you need to do that for monetary purposes. And, you know, to, I understand every like goal, every show's goals, like to be as popular as possible. But at the same time, ruined a lot of characters. And Jules is like listed as the second main character. And like you said, she like was not in this season. Her role was like to cheat on Rue. That's an interesting take about theorizing it was to make it more mainstream. I feel like I agree. I mean, especially with the Maddie, Cassie, Nate storyline, like that definitely brought in viewers that felt very high school and weird. But yeah, it's, it's if the lack of jewels was just straight up like, oh, people can't or don't want to engage with this character in this media. That is so incredibly disappointing, like, especially for a show that was, you know, that was a little bit, um, I don't want to say revolutionary, because that's a bit of an overstatement, but like, it had a powerful... It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and largely because they had this trans woman as one of the main characters, as a love interest, and so it just like sucked to finish season two and be like, what even happened to Jules? And I think it's very unproductive to have her cheat. I think, again, like, you could have discussed in a smarter way her need for male validation and the way that that confuses her in regards to her sexuality. But, like, having her cheat, like, actually, why? Actually, why? I don't understand. Also, it says something about the viewers because the whole point was that Cassie was sleeping with Nate. And yet, I feel like she didn't even receive, like, a third of the backlash that Jules did. Yeah. For Jules' one slip-up. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's like, if both Sam Levinson and Hunter Shaver, with the with Jules's bridge episode, were like, yeah, we saw on Twitter that everybody was hating Jules for no good reason. And then you write a season that just makes that worse? Like, that's what... Okay, that's why I'm frustrated, because the, they explicitly said... That, like, they were excited for the Jules Bridge episode because they knew the fans, like, weren't understanding the character. Also, what about the fact that in the Bridge episode, they mentioned the fact that Jules' mother was also an addict. I know, and then they... Like, they revealed a lot of, like, things about Jules we would have never known otherwise. And that just never came back. You know what it felt like? It felt like we have the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's, like, all these blockbusters. And then Marvel's coming out with, like, Disney shows now. But then, like, some exec is making the decision to disregard the things that have happened in the Disney shows because they know not everybody's watching the Disney shows. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like to me, uh, which is extremely different because the bridge episodes are part of the show, so it's not the same thing at all. But we just went nowhere with her. And it's really disappointing because it's like, if you see this is the case, mm, yeah, yeah. literally, I have friends that are, like, genuinely, I think I told them, oh, there's a rumor that, like, Fez or Ashtray dies. Like, I think it's Ashtray or something. And they're like, oh, I wish it was Jules. Oh, my God. Which, like, I'm sorry. Sorry if I, if you consider this an over-exaggeration. Transphobic. No. Like, genuinely, you don't have a good reason to like her. It would be different if Jules played, like, Nate's character or something. But, like, she doesn't do anything. Like, how can you hate her and love Maddie? Who, like, falsely accused someone of sexual assault for fun. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I do like Maddie. Like, I think she's had a great, like, arc. I think she's, like, the only character that had some sort of, like, yeah. arc this season. But still, do you know what I'm saying? It's, like, they're so willing to, like, any... Uh, 
It's just unfair. No, it fully is transphobic, especially like what you were saying of like how people weren't hating Cassie as much as they were hating Jules. That's transphobia. I, because people are never just like, oh yeah, like I don't really like love Jules. People are like, I hate Jules. Exactly. My friend straight up saying she wanted to die. I was like, I actually like don't find that funny. Like that's an extremely that's, intense yeah. reaction. Also, like, even if we're saying, okay, like, not a lot of viewers respond positively to, like, Jules or whatever, it's like, I don't really care. Keep making the show with Jules, and that way you'll attract people who, like, want trans representation on the screen and, like, want to see someone like Hunter Schaefer succeed. Like, there's a huge market for that, and, like, there's a lot of youth that, like, deserve that right now. Like, especially, like, remember that kid that met Zendaya and was like, oh, my God, like, Hunter Schaefer's my inspiration. He's like, I'm trans as well. And, like... Hunter or Zendaya FaceTime Hunter and the kid was crying like you know like something as small as that is a huge deal like that is such progress and the way they handle Jules's character like I love that like Jules has never even explicitly said she's trans like there are just so many the way that they hyper feminize her too like there are just so many things about it that's just so beautiful and wonderful and it just went like down the drain and instead they replaced they basically replaced her role in it with like Sydney Sweeney who like Yes, I love her, but she is the most conventionally attractive, white, blonde, blue-eyed, humongous boobs, cisgendered, like, straight woman. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, that's such a cop-out, like, marketing her. Like, I'm sorry, you could put her in any show ever and she'll do do great, you know? Like, people will be fighting to put her into ad campaigns. Why don't we give Hunter Schaefer five minutes? (sighs) Sorry. Okay. I don't even like Jules' character that much. I just get so annoyed by people saying, like, if you take everything out of it, like, I actually really am not, like, a Jules fan, personally. Like, the type of character she is is just not really my thing. It just makes me so mad when people, like, actually hate her for no reason. Like, I don't hate her at all. She's just not my favorite, but... Mm -hmm. So, anyways. She is my favorite. So, we should talk about the Maddie-Cassie-Nate triangle. Yeah. Because that was the big talk of the season. That and, like, the Lexi and Fez thing, which we can talk about in a minute. Let me just say this. After about one episode of, like, Cassie and Nate getting together and the whole, oh, no, will she tell Maddie or will she not, blah, 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 I stopped caring. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up, it was so just dragged out. And I don't understand why. Like, and, like, I, they were trying to show us, I think, Cassie obviously went crazy for Nate. I wanted to, like, slap Cassie across the face so many times. But obviously the whole point was, like, she was spiraling and, like, really wanted this man that, like, was not good for her in the slightest and is just obviously extremely insecure and making bad decisions. And then we have Maddie at the same time, who it's obvious her and Nate's chapter isn't even, like, fully closed. But he also treats her terribly and so she's trying to be strong and sort of get away from all the drama. Whatever. Sure. Once again, smarter way to go about that. The whole thing was, like, confusing, too, because, like, okay, I get that we're trying to show Cassie's weak, but, like, why did she even get with Nate in the first place, really? Like... I, I'm, I'm not buying, like, that was just, I didn't need any of it. I mean, the more interesting aspect of that entire storyline to me was, like, what it did to Maddie and Cassie's friendship. Right. Because I think something about, like, how you, you know, have fights with your best friends or, like, grow apart from your best friends can be interesting, but... It just seemed, like, very done-before drama. Yeah. And I simply did not need to see Nate on my screen that much. And it did give 
Maddie a good arc. Like, she definitely grew in this season probably more than anyone else besides maybe Rue. But, like, uh, I don't know. I just don't really get why that was necessary. No, you're exactly right. It just seems so unoriginal and such a cop-out of, like, oh, audience, like, viewers are really responding well to Jacob B. Lordi. Now that him and Maddie are broken up, we'll have him sleep with someone else and give him more of these, like, sex scenes and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that, mm-hmm. it very much seemed like it was just, like, the producers being like, oh, I think Jacob and Sydney need to be on the screen more. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. It was just... It also made me mad because, okay, I think my beef is not with the characters. I think my beef is with viewers. Yeah. People, it just gave the show, it downplayed the serious aspects of the show. And I remember someone posted, someone from like my hometown posted that the like coffee shop they work at or whatever had like two tip jars. And like one said Maddie, one said Cassie. Yeah. Because it was like before like the play episode where like you knew they were going to fight or something. And obviously like the Maddie jar was winning, whatever. And I was just like, I hate this. Like, oh, I hate that. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be different if it was a comedy show. And so, oh, yeah, they're going to fight. and whatever. But I was like, the show is about, like, a teenager dealing with addiction and navigating relationships through that addiction and stuff. Like, not about this. Like, I was like, I don't care. Like, and the whole debate of, oh, Maddie or Cassie, it's like, Okay, obviously Maddie like, or Cassie is the one in the wrong. Like, this is an interesting debate. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It was so... Maybe it would be different if there was a more added layer of it of Maddie not being mad she was sleeping with her, but Maddie being like, um, you know that man straight up, like, low-key abused me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then people being like, ooh, Cassie, you're so messed up for even, like, talking to him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, something like that or something, but just the way that it was, like, petty, like... Him and I weren't broken up that long. And Cassie being like, it was three wings. And I like, meh, like, okay. Like, like, that's why I think it was so, you know what? I think it's fine to do it. But do it in the way they did it. Episode five, when Rue, like, exposed them. Like, the reason why I love that episode was many people forget it wasn't just an episode about Rue. It, they, other characters were also in it. But they were there to, like, push along Rue's story further. Yeah. That's what I like to see. You know what I mean? Like, if it was more like season one or more like that episode five, it would have worked. But the way that it was like, we just had so many scenes of Nate, like, eating Cassie out. I was like, what are we talking about anymore? We have lost the plot completely. I just think, like, on one hand, I can sympathize at least a little bit and be like, okay, yes, some girls are actually driven crazy by you know being taught like yeah 100 you're looking to at them chase after men <laughs> and you know how and like you're in this incredibly toxic relationship with this terrible man but i just feel like the way that they made cassie actually so crazy was largely just for entertainment and just for drama and it just like it just became so incredibly disappointing because I'm also like, how are you, what are you even going to do with Cassie now? I don't know. I feel like she she broke up with McKay in season one. Or did she break up or he broke up with her? I don't remember. But the point is she was like, I'm going to be single now. I'm going to try being single now. And I understand that that can be hard for that type of girl. And, you know, it makes sense kind of that she would go back to someone like Nate. But... It just got so over the top. 
And like, what did that actually do? They should have approached it from a different way because they only approached it from like the friend drama way. Whereas I think it would have been more interesting if, for example, Cassie and Lexi have this deadbeat dad that didn't he, didn't he leave them? Like, or was he an alcoholic or something and he left them or something? So they obviously have a very, you know, unresolved issues. And we did get that little flashback of them going into the car with him, even though he was visibly drunk. And they're obviously both. Well, actually, we only really saw Lexi's face, but, you know, Lexi's very upset. So it would have been interesting to, yeah, dive into this thing that we see, you know, that's I didn't want to say trope. Um, It's interesting to sort of dive into because what I really liked about Euphoria season one was we had very different, like, quote unquote, types of high school girls. You know, we had this, like, outcast. We had, you know, hot girl that is in a committed relationship, but they're low-key toxic. And then we had girl that doesn't know how to be alone. Then we had, you know, overweight girl that guys are just so rude to for no reason. And then blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. we had all these different types of things. And I think it would have been interesting for this season for us to be like, oh, wait, Cassie actually doesn't know how to be alone. And it's actually sad. Like, She's actually very insecure. She needs someone to help her. Like, she needs to find the strength within herself. And, oh, Maddie's the opposite. She, you know, she actually does have the strength in herself and good for blah, blah, You know, but it wasn't approached that way. And, like, it would have been interesting to maybe talk about her dad leaving and maybe that left her with unresolved issues. And it would have been much more impactful if, like, I actually liked when we had the little montage of her waking up at 4 a.m. just to, like, look good. I sort of liked that because I was like, that's just her. Like, Nate is nowhere to be seen, but we still know she's doing it for him, obviously. And it's her being driven to these insane, like, something none of us could even fathom doing just to, like, walk with him in the hallway for two seconds. That was so interesting to me because I was like, oh, now we're seeing how her brain works and seeing how truly insecure she is and how manic she is. She was, like, mm-hmm. rolling her face like crazy. Like, she didn't even look good because she was getting no sleep. Like, that's way more interesting. And you know, Lexi had, like, this breakdown at her where she was yelling at her, oh, my God, Cassie, you're such an idiot. Why are you sleeping with him? And it's like, maybe it would have been more interesting if, like, I don't know, Lexi and her mom went up to Cassie and they were like, we're getting really concerned for you. Like, we think you need help or something. Because it just, I don't know, they yelled at her and then she just yelled back and then went into a room. Like, it, nothing was, it's flatlining. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, very one note, you know. And it was the same thing every time she was with Nate. It was obvious he didn't love her, but... He would say something, she would get a little bit mad, but then fall back into his arms, they would have sex. Like, every single scene with them was the same. So, and then I think the angle of her trying to look like Maddie was strange, because now you're like, okay, is he going to end up with Maddie, that he's that in love with Maddie? Like, what is the angle here? Like, it maybe it would have been more interesting if instead of dressing like Maddie, she was trying a new look every day, and it showed us how obsessed she is with trying to get validation. You know what I'm saying? hmm I think... I was frustrated with Cassie this season. In some ways, I mean, they're always saying, like, Zendaya and, like, Sam Levinson are always saying that the show is about seeing how much empathy, you know, how far you can go with still while still having empathy for these characters. And I just, but the thing about that that's frustrating is like Euphoria is so big. It is so big. And a lot of the audience members are not smart enough to right. engage with that and participate right. in trying to still empathize with these characters even when they're being crazy but i think the thing about like her the montage of her like morning routine i think it actually would have been really cool if they had done this whole cassie nate thing but just had nate actually in it less 
and just did it more from like just Cassie's perspective. I think that could have been a way to do it a lot better. And then focus more on the relationship between Maddie and Cassie as opposed to focusing on Cassie and Nate. Yep. Like, I just didn't need to see their sex scenes. I just didn't. Yep. I agree. That's what I'm saying. It would have been a lot more meaningful if it was focused more on the women and not on Nate. Like, yeah, I didn't understand the whole Nate aspect of it, really. Like, it's fine to say she cheated with Nate because then it's like, okay, explains why Maddie be mad. But. The Nate thing didn't make sense to me because then it's just raising even more questions of like, wait, so he's still obsessed with Maddie, but does Maddie like him still or not? Like, it was just raising all these questions that it's not what it should have been about. It should have been about just like both of them spiraling and their friendship taking a turn and yeah. So that was them. And then last but not least, we have Lexi and Fezco, who uh, you can say your piece first because i think mine's a little more controversial first of all they straight up changed fez's age so that yeah he and lexi <laughs> disregarded that he was an adult that it's season one. Weird. yeah although it's still kind of weird i i don't know well what's interesting about their storyline is like it's very obvious that audiences after season one were like, oh my god, I love Lexi. We need more Lexi. And so then that was given to us. I mean, Lexi's play at the end was probably my favorite part of the season. That was way more enjoyable than I expected. Yeah, that was hilarious. I loved that. That was hilarious. And the musical number and the beautiful sets that simply no high school could afford or build. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I just, I like Lexi and Fez, but I also don't. I don't I'm, I'm like not as invested as a lot of people are. I mean, I do think they're cute. I mean, like Fez is cute, you know. He has his charms in some ways. I don't know what else to say about them. Yeah, to me, it's giving forced. Mm. I think that's the issue. I think season one people just had this random idea of like oh what if lexi and fez got together because they're such you know they're two characters yeah they're opposites and they're two characters that we want to see more of both of them and blah 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 and yeah it just felt forced also like i when lexi was like oh i like make all these scenarios up in my head and i like live in my own head I'm not even trying to be funny when I say, like, I've never related more. Like, I don't, I, yeah. even now, I'm, like, imagining I'm somewhere else with it. I'm very, like, like, alarming imagination. I'm, like, really addicted to, like, just, anyway, I won't get too deep into it. But <laughs> I found that very relatable. And yet, I don't really like Lexi. I don't know what it is. Like, I think season one, she had potential for me. And I was like, yeah, I definitely want to see more of her. Like, that'd definitely be cool. And I'm just not sure that I got what I wanted. And I feel bad saying that. Even Fez, I love. But, like, maybe he's not meant to be main character. And that's okay. I I do see how you say it, it was forced. I think all of the scenes of, like, them texting back and forth, I was a little bit like, okay, like, I guess... Lexi I don't know the okay I'll say that I don't remember which episode it was in but that 
scene where it like cuts away to Lexi imagining her life as a TV show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where she's like the writer director of. I liked that. It was a big like jump away from the show and a very interesting stylistic choice. And like to see like to see Rue play, you know, an actor who plays herself was so fun. Um, I loved that. Yeah. So I did really like that. And I just feel like Lexi is like that, is the one character who's supposed to be like more quote unquote normal and is like yeah, more right. relatable to more people. And I understand that, but it, but I, for people who are like, oh, I don't relate to the show at all. Like all these characters are so wild, like blah, blah, blah. I still feel like even if you haven't had their exact experiences, you can find a way to relate to what's happening. And it frustrates me when people just don't use their brain to do that. But I understand why Lexi's presence is necessary. Uh, But I liked her a lot more by the play. When she's doing her play, I'm like, okay, yes. Right. I get it. This is good. But I'm not like a ride or die Lexi fan. I think it was also hard because they focused a lot on like her relationship with Rue and Rude's dad passing away. And I don't know. That was a little, like... Like, you're just like, why do we get, like, no hints of that in season one? Hmm. And all of a sudden, in season two, we're finding out this is, like, this huge monumental part of Lexi's life she, like, can't look past. And she has all these great memories with... Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it was... Yeah, I don't, it was weird. Like, and all of a sudden, she put Rude's dad's death in the play and recreated the funeral. And I'm like... I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, think, I would appreciate if my friend asked me that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I think that just functioned as a way to right. It was stylization to show us, move yeah, Rue's storyline along and a stylization, and which I understand. Like the show should be about Rue. Oh, definitely. And yeah. I do feel like in season one we got a little bit of hints of like you know, especially when Lexi was introduced of like Rue says, "Oh, we used to be best friends, and now." you know, we're not as close, especially because you see Jules come in and sort of interrupt their friendship. And I did like Lexi and Rue uh, reuniting or whatever you want to call it, becoming closer again. So since it was about Rue, I'm like, okay, I can be for this because I do think it should be a show about Rue. But it was a weird jump from barely having Lexi in the first season to a lot of Lexi. But it's also like they were responding to audiences, so I get why they did that. No, yeah, I I by no means like dislike Lexi necessarily. I just I guess I feel very like average about her. Like zero. <laughs> she's not in the negative estimation, not in the positive. She's zero. Hi Lexi. Zero. Zero. Also, yeah, what you were saying about the relatability to the characters thing, like I genuinely have, like, the biggest soft spot for Rue ever. Even, like, Jules, like, in the Bridge episode, the stuff she was saying, I was like, oh, my God, I actually relate to this so much. And, like, with Rue, like, I actually have not done, like, any of the things she's done. Like, we're not the same on paper at all. Same with Jules and I. And, like, I still find them, like, very relatable. And, like, I think a lot of the audience is just, like, does not want to look that deep into it. And, like, there's, like, oh... Maddie and Cassie are fighting, and, oh, Jules cheated on Rue, and, oh, my God, Rue's so annoying. She literally exposed that secret. Like, it's just like, okay. Yeah. So, okay, do you want to talk for the last bit of this 
sort of about like the production of season well, two and like I think we should touch on Fez more specifically really quickly. Yeah, I just had nothing to say, but go on. Well, I just feel like we have to talk about Ashtray and that ending. We're left with not really, like, I guess assuming Fez was arrested. And he was also shot, so who knows what happened there. But Ashtray was being stupid, sorry. Yeah, I'm mad at Ashtray. I am so confused why he would do that. Also, like, that ending was so, or I guess not ending, but, like, that part was so genuinely dark that part was like scary. i actually felt like sick for a sec and violent because and like if you actually think about it it's this guy straight up watching his brother be like shot I mean, I like i was like what are we do-? like that actually like yeah for a second it just like sunk in like what was going on and i was like and astray is insane what is he 12 mm-hmm. locking himself in the bathroom take a book and then he oh he really thought it would work that he like plays dead i was like come on why are you saving Fez, too, who's, like, not that, I mean, I love Fez, but I'm saying, like, here's this, like, young boy, there's your whole life ahead of you. Fez is, like, the adult who, like, got you into this, you know what I mean? Like, that was bad. That was his time to be selfish for once. Yeah. And then, what was her name? The blonde girl with the big-ass lips. Faye? Her name is Faye. Yeah, Faye. Interesting, interesting casting choice. I will say she did provide some good comic relief at times. I was glad that she finally, at the end, warned them, but it was a little bit too late. Yeah, thank God. But Ash, Ash, I mean, I get that, like, it's showing, you know, he grew up with this violence around him all the time, and so that's obviously greatly affected him because it's his reflex every time he has any trouble. But, dude, I was like, what the hell are you doing? How is this going to work? I also did feel like it was a bit obvious that Ash was going to die. Because, like, okay, we see Fez bleeding out in the trailer. And I'm like, rule number one, whoever they're showing bleeding in the trailer is not the one that's going to die. True. So I was like, who's, like, a small enough character, but also, like, somewhat a part of the main cast, we'd still care. Ashray, like, so... But if we want to talk about the show as a whole for a second, I have, like, a list of things I need to touch upon. Okay. Number one, Barbie's literal absence, absence. the entire series. I actually, it got to the point where I was, like, annoyed. Because I was like, if I was Barbie Ferreira, I would genuinely be so upset and embarrassed. Like, that's embarrassing. She didn't have any storyline. It was just Kat being like, yeah, I think I need to break up with Ethan, which was so disappointing like if you're gonna do that you at least need to take the time to actually do that in full and explain that because Kat and Ethan getting together in season one was so cute people loved it they were like finally Kat has this you know really great guy he's he was like the only good guy on the entire show and so it's like those one or two scenes and then it's like Kat twerking into a video camera without even going into like She's a minor. It made no sense. Who's a cam girl. Like, can we discuss somewhere? And that was it. And then it's her going, Maddie, do- stop. Stop fighting Cassie. I know we'd say that, like, Jules had no storyline, but Kat really had no storyline. I'm thinking about right now if in, like, 10 years, you, a class, like, a TV class was watching an episode of Euphoria, and the teacher was like, oh, it's not, like, the pilot episode, obviously. It's like, you probably won't understand a few things. And I'm thinking of someone seeing, like, at twerking or something and, like, raising yeah. their hand and being like, oh, by the way, that girl, like, what 
why was she doing that? Like, what was her story? Like, obviously, we missed it because we only watched, like, episode six or something. And the teacher being like, no, we don't know either. Like, <laughs> even if you watch the whole series, you don't know. Like, it's, it couldn't even be explained. She had no... It was just so painful. There was this one episode where, like, she wasn't in the entire episode. And then all of a sudden, she's like... I think it was like she was at a diner with Ethan or something yeah. for, like, a few minutes. Not even a few minutes. And people... Someone literally said, someone was like, it is so painfully obvious that, like... This was straight up cut. Like, yeah. it was straight up edited. Yeah. Like, it was originally longer because it just didn't even make sense. And also Kat being like, I'm terminal or whatever she said to break up with Ethan. Oh, my <sighs> God. I was like, babe, what are you doing? But for a split second, they touched on something interesting where – and I saw a really, like, cool tweet about it, too, where it was, like, the scene where all those people or models yeah. or whatever were in her all room. all those, like, influencers. Yeah, and they touched on something, like, interesting for a second where it was, like – even though he's the perfect guy, it's not appeasing her. Like, it's not making her happy. Mm. And that is a conversation to be had because that's the thing. It's like, whereas Cassie will have any guy in the world because she just wants a guy next to her. For Kat, even this perfect guy isn't helping her because if you're so, you know, sometimes if you're so depressed, if you're so insecure and anxious or whatever was going on with her, having a great guy is still not going to solve all your problems. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could have the nicest guy in the world, but you'll still be a little down. Like, you know what I mean? So... That was actually touching upon something really interesting because I was like, that's not something we see a lot in this show. Often we see someone in love with someone else and then they get together and it whatever. Whereas I was like, no, this is actually cool. It's like she has everything she needs in front of her, but she still feels so numb. And they just didn't explore it. They didn't dive into it. And I bet they probably maybe recorded some cool scenes exploring it and we just never got to see it. But that was so disappointing. And I genuinely like feel bad for Barbie. Like that is so embarrassed. She didn't get one ounce of attention like the whole season i mean i think even more interesting to me than the comment about having the perfect guy with that scene was just the the comment about like a sort of toxic self-love movement and it's like Mm -hmm. it's like if you don't love yourself that's okay and that's something that a lot of people deal with and seeing all of these people online being like self-love like i love myself blah blah you need to love yourself blah 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 it's like that's easier said than done and that's not always something that people can do and it's okay to discuss being depressed, hating yourself, you know, all of that type of stuff. And I do think the way that they chose to have all those people actually appear with her in her room was really interesting. I would say that that was like the one redeeming scene from the very few scenes that Kat was in. Yeah, a grief. Okay, I did write down, like, a few scenes that I liked. I'll just go through. Fez punching Nate in the first episode. I was like, yes! Euphoria season two! Thank you, Fez. Fan service. Like, that was awesome. Fan service. But I ate it up. Cal's flashback. Actually, Cal's entire storyline. Why was that necessary at all? Truly, why? Lori, the entire thing with Lori, terrifying. I don't understand what happened with that. Okay. The Lori thing is driving me crazy. When it was first interest uh, introduced, sorry, I was like, this is actually a good idea because it shows this totally different side to addiction that's like, yes, it's a bad thing that they're addicted, yes. But then it's also like, well, where are you getting the drugs from? Mm-hmm. And what lengths will someone go through to get drugs and keep using and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was really important, I think, to see, like, 
oh my God, this is what someone gets themselves into. And especially Rue being this like young woman and she's a minor and stuff and seeing her being in situations where she has to like strip down and stuff like that. You know, it's Mm -hmm. very scary. It's very real of, you know, the dangers of not only will you be ruining your own life through addiction, but like you can put yourself in like physical, like, you know, harm beyond the drugs themselves, you know, it comes into monetary issues and whatever. So interesting, so scary, which I think is necessary, of course. Mm-hmm. I think if, like, Laurie was a comic relief, that wouldn't be smart. Went nowhere, was completely unresolved. And, you know, some people online were saying, oh, well, they got to leave some stuff for season three. And I'm like, but that's not how you leave stuff for season three. You don't talk about something for a whole season. And then for the last two episodes, yeah. they don't even make an appearance. Like, you got to do something. There's got to be at least Laurie gives a look something. Some sort of scene where Lori, like, I don't know, we see her saying, wait a minute, call that girl back or something. Like, you got to give something. You can't. I was like, no, if you just watched the last episode or the two last episodes, you would forget that this whole situation happened. And that is insane. It's like this huge part of what? Now that Rue's clean, is that just has that just disappeared? Like, I'm assuming not. But it's going to be I I honestly fear it's going to be the same letdown with Maddie and the tape. Remember, we were so True. scared or so interested. And, oh, my God, Maddie has this tape. What's she going to do? Oh, my God, she's going to do something crazy. Oh, my God, what is the tape exactly? Blah, blah, blah. She just, you know, returns it to Jules, which... Well, wait, no. Did she? Nate comes and no. holds a gun to her, which was terrifying. Yeah, sorry. I was thinking about, didn't they say that's what the original plan was or something? Or that's what she planned to do? Oh, yeah. I think she... I think I don't know if people were theorizing or it like shows that, but she like no no no. I think didn't someone it to Jules? Didn't like Alexa or someone say like, oh, originally I was just gonna like give it to Jules? I don't remember. Yeah. Well, anyways, so yeah. So then it wasn't even Maddie's thing because it was Nate terrorizing her, and I I'm scared. Like it was just so there was no like payoff to it. Like we all thought it was gonna be this crazy dramatic thing, and it, you know. And I'm just saying, it's like with the Lori thing. It's like, do you really think? They have this crazy, great, amazing thing planned. No. I really don't think there was thought that went into that. And, like, I honestly, like I said, this was, like, the first time I've really watched a show and been, like, there were a lot of just, like, holes here. Like, a lot of things are being disregarded. Like, even, like we were saying, like, Fez's age. Like, you can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah, the tape just ending with a scene where Nate and Jules are, like, yeah, we actually had feelings for each other when he was Tyler, you know? And it's like, I I feel like, first of all, I already knew that. Right. Like, as much as you might be like, oh, Nate was playing Jules the entire time, I feel like, you know, you could tell that, at least in some way, that was real for him. And that's obviously part of his storyline, the way that he, you know, he's like, oh, Jules isn't my type because he's a transphobe. Uh... And then he still has feelings for her. But anyway, I just think that was completely unnecessary. The Lori thing, first of all, Elliot was shady because Rue literally told him her plan of how she was going to get drugs and get the suitcase full of drugs. And then he helps Jules and Rue's mom flush it without thinking, oh, Rue might be in danger. If we flush all of these drugs, like, why didn't any of them think, where did she get these? You know, maybe she owes someone money for this insane amount of drugs. Yeah, because Elliot's extremely selfish. He'd rather die than, like, admit to Jules and his mom that he had a little, like, not even something to do with it, but just, like, knowledge of, like, what was going on, you know? 
And then my last two scenes that I wanted to mention were the hot tub scene where Cassie throws up. Yeah, kind of hilarious. And then the bathroom scene where they're talking about Oklahoma and it's all the girls. Like, I just need more scenes with all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think the show is really strong when it brings them all together because I felt the same way about their, like, winter dance in season one. Yeah. When they were all finally at the same table. It's also weird because I'm like, they're not all even friends, though. That's the funny thing about it. Yeah, but I kind of like that. I kind of like that it's this thing of they've all known each other since no, they I love were it kids. Too. And they're not exactly friends that hang out all the time, but they're still connected in some way. Yeah, but isn't it like cats, like not a part of that? Like, why do you say that? Because it was a very loose connection. Like, it was like Rue and Lexi were friends. So she, like, kind of knew Cassie. And then Cassie became friends with Maddie in high school. Yeah, but it's still not even like, and oh, Kat they were friends all with Maddie. It's not like since. They were young. It's just like they've all no. Been in Cassie the same and Maddie town. didn't even become friends till high school. I know. That's why I'm saying it's like they've all been in the same town, the same schools since they were kids. So it's like even if you weren't friends with them the entire time, you've known them your entire life. Right. No, but I agree. I love the scenes with all of them. Like I'm actually crazy for them. I love that. Even like just the little rush of like Cassie being like, "Hey, Rue, Rue," like. That's just so Or that hug me. where Maddie hugs Rue and everybody online is like, oh my god, they're besties, I know it. Yeah. And it's like they only have two interactions the whole season, but I'm here for it. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay. I like stuff like that when you kind of like theorize yourself. And it's also nice to know because Rue goes through so much and she has this like addiction to Jules and blah, blah, blah. It's also nice to know like when her and Jules aren't currently working out, like she does have people she could lean on if she wants to, you know? And also, I was just going to say, it makes me mad because that flashback of Cal's childhood, first of all, actually doesn't even make sense that Cal would, like, have kids. Why? What do you mean? Why would he not just live his gay fantasy? Like Because that wasn't accepted. Even if she got pregnant. What? What? <laughs> but even if she got pregnant, like, okay, I understand that. Obviously, like, be a dad. But, like, I don't know. He could have, like, been a dad and, like not married her like just co-parented well, yeah obviously but the entire point of that was like and then they also didn't need to have other kids okay yes but the entire point of that flashback was to show how he obviously was taught a lot of homophobia and grew up in a town or a time where that was a thing and like yeah i understand what you're saying but that's easier said than done but my thing is, like, I feel like I understood No, that. I understand him not, like, marrying a guy. I'm just saying it's, like, you didn't need to have, like, another kid and stuff and, like, whatever. Anyways, okay. sorry, go ahead. But th- that's, like, a real thing. Like, that people, that does happen to people, like, gay men or other people. Yeah, correct. But my thing was, like, I actually did not need to see all that storyline to understand that Cal has some sort of weird, yeah, unresolved yeah. thing with his sexuality or, you know, like some repressed... Like, yeah, I know what you're saying. I just didn't yeah. think that that was necessary. Yeah, I know you're right because, well, it was actually annoying because that, like, opening of, like, it being that whole flashback, I was, like, eating that up. Because, like, you just totally obviously didn't associate with Cal because it's, like, different actors. Mm. And, like, literally everyone on Twitter was like, wait, that was, like, so cute. Like, it just seemed like some, like, you know, like, cute, like... Netflix, like, gay rom-com or something, like, of just, like, these two boys, like, best friends finding out they, like, have feelings for each other and stuff. So then it, like, annoyed me because then it would, like, go back to Cal and I was like, wait, like, it's Cal. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. it was, like, so nice and cute and, like, everyone, like, really enjoyed it. Also... I didn't enjoy it. And I... 
What? I didn't really enjoy it. I mean... You didn't enjoy that? I don't... The first person I've heard to say that. Necessarily. Like, I remember, didn't they... Like, when they first kiss or something, and then they're, like, sort of beating up on each other, and it's, like... I've seen this a million times before, where... And yes, it's true. A lot of men, you know, struggle with their masculinity when they realize that they're queer. But it's like, I just don't personally enjoy watching that stuff. It's upsetting to me. And I know, again, that it's a real thing. But I was just like, okay, like... Well, I just thought, like, with them, though, it, like, made sense. Because, like, obviously Cal and the other guy, I forget, is Derek or something? Obviously, they were supposed to be these, like, legit, like, hot jocks, like, the entire Yeah, school, of like, course it made loved. sense. I just personally was, like, like didn't enjoy it, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I'm just surprised. Because I remember, like, when that episode came out, everyone was like, wait, this is so cute. Like, it makes me so mad that it's, like, Cal. And I was the same way because I just felt like I was watching a completely different show for those, like, ten minutes. And I was like, ew, I hate that. And I agree with you. Like, we really didn't need that backstory of him because he's – it's pretty self-explanatory of, like – yeah, it's the typical, like, he actually is gay, but, like, got a girl pregnant, so married her and, like, is, like, living this lie. Like, it's, we already knew that, I'm pretty sure. Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty self-explanatory. So, no, you're right. It's, like, it's extremely random. Do we have, a- oh, I was going to say my last thing that I wanted to talk about was the loss of rules, which is incredibly upsetting to me personally. <laughs> and, yes, I understood why they broke up in the end. And yes, I understand that they're not in a, they weren't in a healthy place to have a healthy relationship. I'm still upset. And I still think that that could have been handled way better. I mean, we already talked about most of it, but that is my personal biggest loss from this season. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge rules fan at this point. Yeah, we don't point. need to talk I, about it. I, I, no, I'm just saying, like, I do really love them. And, like, I do, like, I was obsessed with, like, their relationship and stuff in the beginning, obviously. I literally have a bracelet that says rules on it. And I like seeing Zendaya and Hunter kiss and exist on screen together as two beautiful women. But, uh, yeah, you already said, like, it was necessary, so whatever. Okay. That's all. Euphoria, all I want to say is do better. Do better. Except for Zendaya. You actually could not improve if you tried. Thank you so much for listening. We love you all. Have a good day. Thank you, babies. Bye. Bye. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed another episode of Miranda and I going on about God knows what this time. If you'd like to hear more of our ramblings, come back every Wednesday for another glimpse into the one small but strong brain cell Julia and I share. Unless, of course, this is our season finale. Well, yeah, but we would have specified that before this outro, right? I want to say yes, but it also seems like something we'd forget, seeing as you've just pinned us as girls with literally half a brain cell each, so... Well, I assumed that brain cell was three-fourths mine, and you had that 25% all to yourself. As Miranda has made clear, join us next week or go back to our previous episodes to keep you quenched for the next seven days. I'm Julia. And I'm Miranda. Thanks for listening to us. Put Put the the P in raspberry. Miranda, you were like really behind on that. That that was weird. I I wasn't behind. You were, Miss Three-Fourths Brain Cell. You absolutely were. Okay, well, you just talk fast and I was taking my time. Leos are always taking their time, and it's like, for what exactly? For what? Uh, it sounded good. Our audience loved it. It sounded good. And you know what? 